Welcome to Love Hey Automate, the podcast where digital dreams dress tomorrow's reality. I'm your host, Dale Parr, and together we're diving into the vibrant world of digital fashion. It's an honor to welcome today's guest, Claire Tattersall, founder of Digital Fashion Week New York. Claire is a true pioneer in digital fashion, a true industry leader. So please help me welcome our very special guest, Claire. Welcome, Claire. Hi, Dale. Thank you for that lovely, lovely introduction. It's absolutely my honor to be here. It's always great to talk to you and uh, and hear your insights as well into fashion, the future of fashion, where we are and where we're going. Fantastic. Yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us. You know, not only are you the founder of Digital Fashion Week New York, but it's far bigger than just New York these days, isn't it, Claire? So maybe go ahead, introduce yourself and tell us about your plans for February 24th fashion season. Sure. Yeah. So I'm Claire Tattersall. I'm the founder of Digital Fashion Week. Uh, We started in, I can't even really say it was in the metaverse. We started in uh, virtual galleries um, in 2020 and it spread to New York, London, Paris and Milan. Um, A big focus really is on building community. So an event is nothing without the people who are contributing to it, both as speakers, as creatives, and as the audience as well. So community is absolutely at the core of everything that we do. Um, This season, February, uh, is very exciting. We are starting next week, Um, February 8th and 9th in New York, we have a day of a symposium. FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology, is very graciously hosting us here. Amazing. Um, So, and that partnership is led by Michael Ferraro, who's the executive director of the DTEC Lab, which is the digital technology lab at FIT. And it makes so much sense for, for me to have them as a partner on this, because it's about the intersection of education and the industry, creating this new generation of innovators, but also really looking at what the relevance is as well, how how education feeds into the industry and how the industry feeds back to education as well. And yeah. it, is, it is this constant awareness that can really create progress, keep us all aware and keep everything moving. So they're our partner. We have a day of talks with incredible industry leaders from Web3. Uh, In the past, we've had these large panel discussions and looking conceptually at really the future Mm. and doing a deep dive into often ethical issues. And for February, I'm really moving away from that and moving very much into strategy and tactics. Yeah. Uh, making this choice because I, I really feel that we've we're moving out of the hype stage. We've had a lot of conversations about where we're going, and where we're going is constantly going to change. So that con- <laughs> that conversation does not end absolutely. But I think no. moving beyond hype and looking at what's what's the value to a brand? Why do you make these decisions? How do you make these decisions? So looking at brand strategy and deciding what what are the gaps and how do you fill this with technology? So that's really the goal of the thought leadership element of the event. 
Um, and then we have innovation exhibitions as well. So we've got select groups. It, it's really five or six innovators in right. each different city and sometimes coming into these cities as well to show cutting edge technology. What are they doing? Working on universal interoperability, creating um, exciting. Yeah, I know. It's really. I, know. It, it's, I love that. We've been waiting for this for such a long time, and there's some really, really exciting new startups who are exploding yeah. onto the scene with their technology that they've been working on. And this is going to be an absolute game changer for digital fashion, for the end use of digital fashion, but for the designers in creating their brand vision and the options for where they can go. Um, we have Web3 wallets as well with Solaire, um, specifically for digital fashion. And then um, Solaire is partnering with Angelescu Studio, um, who creates robotic jewellery as well and showing how we can chip jewellery and how it can connect to a wallet um, we have Astrid Pilar, who she's actually the head of partnerships at Digital Fashion Week, and she is building a showcase with the new Apple Vision Pro and showing okay. you know, what an atelier of the future could look like. Um, so really exciting and yeah, very, very cool. new dives into the future. And of course, we yeah, have a sounds really fresh, actually. Considering the Vision Pro is literally just hot property at the moment, for, for her to be so advanced with her solution sounds really exciting. Right, right. I think there's a lot of planning and there's a lot of sprinting involved as yeah. well. It's both a marathon and a 100-meter sprint to, to get some ideas out with this. Um, so, yeah, super exciting on that front. The Fidgetal Runway Show, we have these amazing designers. Um, it's still really a relatively new place for designers to be in the digital space. And I do not want to say that they've got one foot in digital and one foot in physical, because I, I so don't believe in that point of view. There, there is one foot to have, and that's in fashion. And how... Yeah. And, and how we roll out our brand, how we move the brand forward, it's completely unique. So they're all going to bring their very different elements and different assets to the show. And of course, what we're super, super excited about is Future Front Row are coming from Amsterdam and they are, they've been working on um, a holographic runway show for us. So I know that people saw one in mm. September in Amsterdam, which was amazing. They, because they are the most incredible innovators, they've taken things up a huge notch here and we're doing it with live motion capture. So we have a ballet dancer, Lindsay Miller, who will be dancing, giving a performance in front of the hologram and the hologram will be mirroring her, mu her movements. Um, Amazing. And we're doing it without a mocap suit as well. So there's a lot. Oh, right. Are you using, um, are you using Move AI for that technology? Um, I am not actually 100% sure okay. on what technology yep. they're using or if it's a, a proprietary technology. Mm -hmm. um, but Yeah, but that is the next step in mocap, isn't it? It's just right. cam cameras without the suits. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So really exciting. There's a lot that's on the line um, as well, but they're they're an amazing team. 
Because, um, you know, in- London Fashion Week last January, I was with Leslie Holden and we visited a show in Covent Garden uh, and it was it was a similar format. There were two dancers in mocap, large, scre- large screen, um, lots of um, cameras set, set up on these big rigs. And it was it was incredible experience to see this physical digital experience kind of unfold. Um, and the mo the mocap suit added something to it because it felt very very technological. It was definitely part of the experience, um, but it was fascinating and everybody was hooked. Seriously, it was like being the atmosphere was just like being at a concert. You know, it had it was a high energy kind of uh, atmosphere. Uh, everybody was into it. So. Um, I think these experiences are, are really special, Claire. So I'm excited to see that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super excited for this. Um, you know, we after New York, we are in Paris. So NFT Paris invited us to host the runway in their location, which is an amazing opportunity for us and and for the designers as well. A sandbox is a partner on this so all the digital assets will be in sandbox which is really furthering our conversation about the opportunities for designers sandbox is a great great partner um because they exemplify the the vision for what is possible for a creator community Mm. and they are a creator community and they're constantly looking at you know how how creators can really build um, uh, financial channels for themselves, income and revenue within Sandbox. Um, and so they, just, are they digital only collections, Claire? No, they're digital collections. So, so when, when we have well. fashion on the runway, yeah, we're yeah. really looking at at digital. Um, mm-hmm. We do have a digital only exhibition which is uh, Dex, the virtual DJ, uh, who will be performing at all our events. So we had a competition and we selected seven designers who have dressed Dex. So Dex, not only um, as a metahuman, is going to be playing, uh, but Dex will be wearing the fashion from these designers as well. So again, it's really looking at what is a, a... a use case scenario of the future. That's incredible. Um, so then that's Paris. So yeah. you're then off to Milan, is that right? Yeah. So we actually have another event in Paris as well. Sandbox is hosting yeah. us at their headquarters uh-huh. for the for the symposium. And then we're off yeah. to Milan. We found this beautiful studio there, Nolo Factory. Um, who are working with us. We've got an infinity screen. We have a see-through LED. So creating another sort of concept of not exactly a, a hologram by any means, but an, you know a different way of experiencing something that you can look at from multiple dimensions and, and creates beauty and ways to express the creativity of of designers so we have an evening of talks um with a big focus on who is a big mover and shaker in web3 um 
and we have a mini showcase of fashion and we have some really exciting exhibits as well damn this is incredible claire i think this is this is your biggest season this is your biggest season yet that is for sure i've always been super impressed with uh, the shows you've hosted uh, to the London shows I've been to in recent years are epic. Uh, the work you've done with with Move AI and uh, Fidgetal Twin and everybody. Uh, but like you say, the hype cycle in Web3 digital fashion is over. Like Everybody knows this is the future. Now, I think this is a demonstration that the technology, uh, the, the strategy are all starting to mature. And there's some really, really cohesive experiences coming. And I think that... One of the challenges with digital fashion has been the runway experiences in recent years. They've kind of like, everyone's loved seeing the creations and the assets in isolation. But then when it comes to like, um, like an inclusive experience where fans and purveyors and customers and buyers can all, you know, share an experience, it feels like that part of the tech hasn't been there. But certainly what you're doing with Future Front Row um, and this other hologram type experience in Milan, uh, they sound they sound remarkable. So wishing yeah. you every success with those. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super grateful for the amazing talent that come to the event. Just a week away. Just a week away. So Claire, as you know, this pod is called Love Hate Automate. Um, and so what is it you're loving about the technology, the culture, the design? at the moment in in digital fashion so i what at, at the basis the the umbrella what i love is the community it's such yeah. great people who are in this space i love the collaboration and the partnership so the foundation of web3 is is collaboration it is partnership yeah it is the the decentralization, the movement away from a, a few to the many, and the possibility that that really opens up for the wealth of talent that that is out there. Um, I, I love the individuals who are contributing to the event. Um, of course, I'm super grateful for their involvement and their their wish to be a part of this. Um, I love very much the direction that everything is going in, the constant innovation, the desire to merge innovation and creativity until we we can't really see the difference anymore. Um, I. I just think it it makes me feel very hopeful for the fashion industry as a whole to move towards a, a kinder, more open place. Yeah. I love the potential of what this can mean for our planet. How can we use this innovation? And, and all of this innovation underlying it really is about how to make the world a better place. And that might not mm. be at the forefront of the conversations, but everything that we can do to reduce waste, to make everything more efficient, to reduce consumption, to reduce inventory. These are really valuable parts of the conversation that we're not always having. I think the fashion industry is certainly on a huge learning curve. Um, you know, they've been threat threatened by 
by a digital fashion, I think, to some degree, um, just because of how traditional things are in terms of like production techniques, design ideas, and the secrecy that happens. Um, as we know, with tech, it's a very, very collaborative space because they understand that, you know, a few aren't necessarily able to solve the bigger challenges. Um, and so that's where I think that we're starting to see that community and collaboration coming out of tech and starting to merge really, really nicely with, with, the, with the fashion sector. I think that's important. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And you, you have a great window on that yourself as well. Yeah, exactly. Because being being a head of fashion at a gaming studio, it was I was the only fashion person in the building, <laughs> and so nobody understood what I was talking about, and I probably didn't fully understand what they were talking about. But you do need that advocacy in there to help people understand like what it what it means to create fashion in a digital context. You know, the the fit and the drape and the flow of the materials. You know, gaming studios won't necessarily understand kind of the relevance of of those concepts, along with proportions. And so, um, I think there's there's obviously those levels of communication are now being formed, aren't they? After a couple of years, that knowledge transfer is successfully taking place, and now we're starting to see the emergence of some wonderful technology. Right, right, exactly. On both and both on the gaming side, and then also on the the fashion side as well. Yeah, how do you think fashion, from a global brand perspective, are going to deal with, you know, de- de- decentralization of IP and value? Do you think they want to co? Do you think they genuinely want to co-create? That. Is a huge Was there question. a willingness to cope? I, I can offer my 10 cents, but I don't. <laughs> I'm going to be completely transparent. I don't have data to back this up. No, it's just a feel. It, yeah, just a feel. I mean, big brands especially are very protective over their IP. And small brands also, and I completely understand this. However, I do think, Big brands are really seeing the value of collaborations that they can have with artists and with other designers. The independent digital designers are nimble and they're agile. Um, you know, you have brands. So um, one of the companies that is, sounds awful to call them a company. One of the design teams on our runway is Republic. Um, so based in with James headed up by James. James yeah. 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 So, you know, they they create digital fashion. They're creating digital fashion for celebrities and and for big brands as well. So brands understand that they need to work with these super, super talented teams who are designers. Whether these people, their name is at the forefront or their name is, is sort of used quietly underneath, that's going to really, really vary. But I think the brands are very, very aware that to nurture this talent in-house mm. is time-consuming and and very costly. And there's a lot of brilliant people who are out there that they can bring yeah. in to 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 create new vision and new value for themselves. Yeah, of course. There's a big challenge for traditional fashion houses at their scale to nurture 
digital talent internally, you know, and there'll be change management challenges and resistance to change and, you know, business use case scenarios that they need to work through. But like you say, showing agility, they can, they can just do some outsource special projects. And as long as they get their strategies right, as long as they understand the needs and objectives of the project and correctly um, execute on those, and they, they should they should find some success. I think what is interesting, I think this week we're seeing more and more brands entering Roblox. You know, Max Mara has gone in. Burberry have collaborated with Harrods, I believe, in a Roblox experience. So... You know, let's see. Let's see. I think it's a really interesting time because do Gen Z and Gen Alpha consumers, will they respect the luxury brands that we recognize as as millennials or do they want their own luxury brands? And maybe they haven't even emerged yet. Right. Absolutely. I think so many of these independent designers are creating exquisite digital garments and fidgetal garments as well. Um, but I, I think that is a new, it's a new vision of luxury. And I don't think we understand yet what the opportunity for this is. Mm. Um, but that's a really great thing because we, we don't want everything to happen right now. We want things to to roll out. We want things to constantly evolve and constantly change and you know i we're really sort of on the cusp of great change since yeah 2019 2020 it woke the the fashion industry up to the opportunity um for having a broader range of assets not just physical assets and a broader brand strategy that they could have as well well so, you know the, yeah. this industry this industry thrives on creativity, innovation, and newness. And so we don't want to rush that. We just want to enjoy how that unfolds every single every single season. Uh, and that technological right. integration is just becoming um, ever-present, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a fabulous time to be part of the revolution. Isn't it? Isn't it? And it's a great it's a great way to wrap up love as well because actually it gives us all a lot of hope. I know there's always always varying opinions. You know, some people have enjoyed the kind of hype cycle. Others are saying, well, things are things are quiet. But actually, you know, when you actually see what's happening, you know, there's a lot to be excited about. So on that on that note, let's move to to hate. What's 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 bugging you, Claire? Is there anything? kind of <laughs> that you um hate's a strong word i say this to to all guests um but yeah wh- where, where are you at and the kind of the negative side of the industry so let's look at hate in terms of challenges um and there are constant challenges but challenges are just hurdles that you have to overcome they're just problems that have not been solved yet um, I think the only thing that I find really disappointing or, or that bugs me really is a negative attitude, uh, a negative attitude to the digitalization of fashion, mm. to not understanding the value of digital fashion. Innovation isn't about uh, instant gratification. We, we, we've sort of gone past that really with the 
the hype. And I, I've heard word recently that, um, you know, people are saying that digital fashion is uh, is waning. And that's just so uninformed. Digital mm. fashion, it's just beginning. It's forming. It's finding who it is, both yeah. from a creative point of view and also from an end user point of view. We have not even touched the tip of the iceberg, let alone the iceberg underneath. So maybe superficial hype might be on the way. And I don't, I don't even know if that is, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think we are just on the threshold of looking at real value that can come from the digitalization of the fashion industry. I think the hype has been fantastic. I think it's woken us up. It's thrown fabulous mm -hmm. ideas in front of it, in front of us that allows a mass market to realize that something is there. Even if you don't understand it, it it's thrown at you and you have to notice it and acknowledge it. Amazing. But now let's look at what the, the true value is behind this. And I mean, it's just so expansive. It's everything that it can do in digital product creation to yeah. how we intersect at the point of sale to what happens with resale, how we can have multiple assets, how we have universal interoperability with our digital assets. I mean, it's such a complicated question. I, I don't think we can look at any one thing in isolation, nor can we say that any one thing is or or is not the future. Well, this is it. You have, like you talk, like you talk about there, this kind of like universal compatibility is it's a, it's it's um it's a dream in some respects isn't it because you know a fashion brand a fashion brand should be using dpc to speed up um and shorten their distance to the market and to their customers you know by using digital tools to prototype sample test colors um and inform their their value chain as to what their intentions are um, to make sure that level of communication is really clear and clean, again, to speed up um, the product development and um, and reduce waste. That's one thing, isn't it? You know, but that's often a clo file, and those clo files are massive because in terms of their data, because they're so detailed, every stitch, every thread, that's about digital to physical. But then digital to digital, that's a different pipeline in some respects because of real-time game engines and how that product is going to be consumed in an environment is again it's it's even though digital fashion encompasses all there's actually a couple of very distinct disciplines there and and quite a few technical considerations they they are different disciplines but they all come under the same strategy or or branches of the brand strategy as well. So yes, there are some garments that will never become realized in the physical world. And that's amazing. That's great. We don't need everything to be physical. No. How can we reduce inventory? How can we reduce things that are ending up in landfill? How can we reduce fast fashion? Uh, yeah, there's, 
there's just so many exciting opportunities. You know, this this is it, isn't it? It's um, just by being closer to the market and closer to culture will help brands reduce their their inventory problems because they know what pe- people they'll they'll be able to deliver what people want when they want it and not six months late. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a very very simple business problem that can be solved using using DPC. That's for sure. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I I I get it. It's like attitude. It's people. It's people that are often barriers to these these innovations. You know, for one reason or another, for for you know various different agendas. Um, there could there can be those attitude issues that, that that limit the the actual operational potential. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think you put your finger on something as well. I think the public, the the fashion buying public, wherever they're buying, are hungry for brands to engage with them, for them to be part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, instead of just having things presented to you as the, these are your options now, how can how can the public be part of the marketing of the decision making as well? So I, again, this opens up an entire new conversation for the possibilities of a fashion. It's a complete mindset shift. Like in 2019, um, I was with a UK streetwear brand, and we did exactly this using Instagram polls dead simple we gave our audience a choice what what did they want to see next they voted we put it into production 12 weeks later that item came in and it sold out and it was just as simple as that the community were engaged in the decision making process and then when it was when it was available they stood by their word they were they wanted it and it you know that was a great a great uh, example of open source branding let the let the customer in because they they can add to the whole feel of the brand and, and the collection absolutely absolutely yeah yeah it's it's amazing to see so just as we wrap up um let's talk about automate so what what out there? What tools do you think we're missing? What technology or what technologies do you know about on the, on the on the time horizon that could be really really exciting for creators to to hear about? So I I do have a big focus right now on universal interoperability, um, as I mentioned already. Mm-hmm. I I think it's really uh, breaking through. Um, there's a few companies, we have wear spaces that they're based in Paris, that they're creating digital assets for some of our designers um, on different gaming platforms like Sandbox. Um, mm-hmm. There's big things that are doing amazing work with exporting um, digital assets into to any platform. There's Prism as well, a Milan-based company, uh, Customix. Um, so I think people are just really breaking ground here. Um, yeah. I think it's going to open up so much to designers and so many opportunities as well for probably a younger market uh, for how they engage 
with a brand? Mm. What assets are available to them? You know, people are hungry for diversity and style and creativity, how they can express themselves. And if they can express themselves across different platforms, how this then can turn into merch also. So how we can take things from gaming platforms and actually have physical items made. You know, Digital Twin is doing an absolutely incredible job and they've really got this niche space that they've carved out for themselves of taking the digital assets and realizing it and placing Mm. a focus on luxury and quality and uh Mm. you know we you can see the results on on our runway and and it's really stunning and and exciting and it's changing sort of what fashion looks like as well so that that's something that I'm really excited about. Um, you know, the, the ongoing use of augmented reality and how that can help us. Can that lead to um, product on demand as well? So on demand manufacturing, the more mm-hmm. try on we have or the use of AR in our environment beyond fashion into accessories and, and furniture and, and everything like that. Well. AR is no longer new. We are not using it to the degree that it really could be used for the benefit of consumers, producers, uh, and the planet as as a whole. Um, yeah, I think that I think uh, virtual reality, like the Meta, the Quest Three, and what Vision Pro are doing uh, in terms of virtual try on, that is the next level. I, I've experienced some technologies where it's kind of gloves and shoes. Um, phenomenal. You know, the fact that you can you can hold and scrutinize, rotate, you know, take a real, real close understanding of what the materials and textures are, and then you can try them on, you know. Yeah. With, it's just, yeah. it is, the, it is the, the next level. Uh, I do think that's really, really powerful for, for VTO. Um, well, also on both sides, really, brands can be using that for their sampling as well to get a really clear understanding about what, they're going to make before they make it which i think is that making those key decisions before any cost or material are involved uh doing things virtually um again big big cost saver big big uh, opportunity to save on on waste as well um yeah. and i'm definitely going to be i'll put these in the show notes so um we'll, we'll take down some information from you afterwards and talk about some of these projects but yeah you know these gateways to digital are really, really interesting for me also. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, I was part of, a, I was a co-founder on a project called Arraignment that was there to be a gateway to the metaverse as it was known at the time. And that was about taking, combining brand IP with co-creation with the fans' ideas to create digital assets could then be ported into whichever game space they wanted they wanted it in um but again that idea may have been too early because it was before the bitcoin crash of 2021 so um, that kind of put pay to that there was just a, a lack of a lack of capital at the time uh, but it's great to see um other players picking up those ideas and running with them so that's exciting uh, to to know more about those yeah absolutely Thanks for sharing those. So 
that is that is the end of the show. So um, I'd just like to thank Claire for joining us. Um, how can our audience stay in touch with what you're what you're doing, Claire? Uh, so there's always our website, which is digitalfashionweek.nyc. Um, we're on LinkedIn, again, Digital Fashion Week NYC, and um, on Instagram, <laughs> Digital Fashion Week NYC. <laughs> While we're across other platforms, other countries, this is, you know, that the home base. And uh, that's where you can find us. Incredible, incredible. I'm sure our audience will be looking you up straight after they hear this show. And so I'd just like to say whether you're a creator, a builder, or a player in digital fashion, have fun, enjoy being at the frontier of technology that is changing the future.